0: Last time, the party was successful in leaving the domain of the Valor Barasurak, taking with them a third shard of Imin, three-fifths of the way to reforging the curse-breaking blade. However, after performing a lengthy and difficult surgery to preserve Lyrian's life, Luca knew that Lyrian would sacrifice himself, allowing the others to leave the domain of the Valor. Luca however poisoned Lyrian, to where he remained unconscious, and Luca instead offered himself up as the sacrifice. Now, as the world fades around the group, Barasurak and Luca disappearing along with the Citadel, you are suddenly met with darkness and a cold, cold wind, as a new world takes its place. The fortress and walls are replaced with a gray and blue night sky spattered with stars and then obscured by whirling clouds dancing with lightning as you fall through them. Sound erupts all around you as thunder cracks and then everything is silenced as you plunge into icy water more black than the night sky. Someone's got to take care of Lyrian because he is unconscious.
1: Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I was like, do I get woken up by
0: this cold water? No. <laughs> Reese, you're a big strong man. But before we do move any further, I will say I'm going to award Lyrian a point of inspiration for acting on his virtue of selflessness. And I will award Val a point of inspiration for acting on his vice of foolhardiness
2: things. Someday he'll get a point for acting on his virtue, but that day is not today.
3: <laughs> Wait, what's his virtue? Wisdom. Oh, uh, okay. That's gonna take a while. Give it 50 <laughs> years. <Whoa>. Shots <laughs> fired.
1: Are you, you sure you don't want the Smith and Wesson?
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Alright, so we're in this cold water. Yes. Alright, so Reese, who was with Lyrian, essentially right by him before we got whisked away. Um is Lyrian does this shock him awake or is he still limp as a
3: boned
0: fish. As a dead fish? Yep.
4: That's what that's what <laughs> that's the saying.
1: I would assume boned he's probably as like a, a dead worm. fish because it was poison and not actually him being unconscious by choice.
0: Right. You're well, correct in that assumption. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Um can I cast shape water and make like a little uh, frozen five foot raft for my good friend Lyrian to get lifted onto?
0: Yes, you may.
2: All right, I do that. Hopefully, we'll see.
1: <laughs> if only Lyrian was awake, he totally has the ability water walk. Oh yeah. <laughs> then he would have just broken his legs.
5: Oh my god.
1: No, we would have been in the water, and then I know, would have kidding. used it
5: to- <laughs> for the love.
4: Eat this joke. All right. So upon this boat magically appearing, Reese hoists Lyrian into it kind of begins swimming next to it and gathering the group up.
0: Yeah, as as you surface, you are buffeted once more with just sound and wind and water. As you look about above you, the stars seem to be obscured by a silhouette of sorts. It looks like as if you are among the remains of a large ship as bits of wood even bump against you in the night. And there's this massive cracked hull that looms above and around you, obscuring the night sky in certain places.
4: All right. Is it, like, so loud that if someone were to try to talk to someone, they probably couldn't hear them? You'd have to shout. Okay. Then just with Raft and himself in tow, Reese kind of signals to the group to start making their way towards um, a large piece of the hole where it seems like they might be able to pull themselves up onto, if such a thing exists.
0: It does exist, and also your light from your mask is basically the only source of light here. Okay. Cool. It is a dark, dark night.
2: Dark and stormy. Do we want light?
0: Stormy weather.
2: What? Do we want, (laughs) do we want light? (laughs) Sorry, Val shouldn't have laughed in the middle of that sentence. I was Laurel bleeding through. Do we want light, or do um are we worried about drawing attention to ourselves? Let's get to the ship. Then
4: we can figure that out. But yes, light would be good.
2: Okay, I will. Dancing lights.
0: So as Reese leads the way with these dancing lights conjured by Val, you crawl into the hull of this ship, you know, the water lapping against it. And it is relatively safe. You're just outside the reach of the cutting wind and the torrents of rain, but just barely. It seems you're in the lowest part of the hole. Okay. Every- the hold, as it were. The hold, hold of the hole. <laughs> and everyone's made it here? Yes. If everyone desires that.
5: Yes. Well, Larian I do. doesn't have
4: the choice. now nah, M- <laughs> Mick is
0: out there just kind of
4: Swimming around. Please, I'm
5: cold. <laughs> no. no, I fall. <laughs> that's a, that is true, Tom I'm just.
1: Assu- I'm assuming that Reese grabbed Lyrian as he was leaving as well. Yes, yes. So yeah, Reese hoisted
4: Lyrian out of his little raft, brought him into the hold, and now I, he's kind of just waiting for everyone to gather so they can get their bearings. Yeah.
0: So as you step inside the hold, it's clear that there are passages to the, you know, upper decks of at least this section of the ship that you're in. But investigating or at least even just looking and looking around you, it seems it hasn't been touched by anything but nature since its demise. Rotten, bloated corpses lie slumped against emptied boxes. Large bolts fit for a ballista lie broken or just their metal tips, rusted, lying in piles. Reese takes a quick look around, counting the heads,
4: making sure they're all there.
5: I thought you meant the. Okay, anyways. Uh,
3: the, the, the bloated body heads. Is <laughs>
5: counting all the one, bodies. One, yeah.
3: two, three. It's like 32. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're all there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a full crew, yeah. This one's
5: missing one. Dang, th-
4: this must have been a big. Okay. Um, anyways, so everyone's here. Well. So much for the land of Vale. I can't say I'd want to stay around here long.
5: Yeah, it's a very curious this ship that we're on, hm. Huh?
4: And now Reese kinda of takes a look down at Lyrian and he's just out cold. Yes. And
0: will be for a significant amount of time.
4: Can Reese attempt to do any sort of check on like his course military medical training to see if there's anything he knows of that could accelerate the poisons process?
0: Yeah, go for it. Do a medicine check with advantage because you have uh, Lyrian's herb pouch to dig through. Ooh.
1: Well, I was gonna say Lyrian's
2: notebook. Those dank herbs. Both.
5: <laughs> <The> dank <laughs> herbs.
0: Yeah, you got some dank herbs and a notebook. <gasps> Nat twenty. All right. Oh, yeah. You reduce the effects of the poison from twenty-four hours to eight.
4: Ooh. All Gosh. right. Then I I turn to the group and say I've reduced the length of the poison. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Hey.
0: Oh. Shut up, man. So now,
3: uh, I will say, though, um, just something to keep in mind. Everybody seems a little bit more chipper, however. No, no, no.
4: I I know, I know. After we just lost Luca and whatever.
3: <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> We're all like, doop a
3: Ugh. Amen, what a weight on <laughs> our <of bars. laughs> Everybody, Everybody's like all sad, and then like as soon as Luca's gone, they're like, Okay we were all thinking it right Like it was going to be him
2: <laughs> It's like in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat When during the that one song Where Jacob leaves and then they all celebrate And he comes back Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Luca you're back <laughs> It turns out he Great. didn't want me Great <laughs> uh,
0: um, right. Anywho all right, so, There's yeah.
2: one more angel in heaven <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Sorry He's cut easy. that out Don't leave that <laughs> Yeah, a copyright
0: claim.
5: <laughs> They're not going to copyright claim that. You betcha. Donny Osmond's going after you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, okay. Basically, with the state of this ship and the state you're in and having to wait for Lyrian to overcome the effects of this poison, it will not be an easy night or a particularly restful one, but for all intents and purposes, it will be a safe one. Okay.
1: Well, I mean, for Lirian, it's a nice rest. <laughs> He's pretty restful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, you did all just get off of a long rest. Yeah.
2: I kind of want to poke around a little bit. That's what I was thinking. But have we seen all that there is to see? At
0: least of the hold, yes.
2: Okay. Do you um, mean the hold? Like H-U-L-L?
0: Hold. Hold. The
2: bottom part of the ship, like where they store all the stuff?
0: The hold is the lowest deck in the back. Oh.
2: And this ship is like capsized, right?
0: And no, it's, it's upright. It seems to be split in half, and your side is just leaning into the water. Okay. It was unclear from outside what was keeping it afloat to this degree.
2: It's Deadman's chest. Yeah. But it it is otherwise inoperable.
0: Correct. You're still sailing half a ship.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do we want to look around?
3: Of course. Why not while we're here? A, A moment. A moment, please. I think it is best if we figure out what our plans are. We know we must interact with Vale at some point to obtain his shard, but after that there is still another realm, and I do not think it is wise to simply poke around, at least not without taking great care and precaution. Additionally, Rhys, you and Lyrian have suffered a great loss. We have felt it as well, but we were not your companions from the beginning. Is there anything you wish to say, or to do, to honor Luca and his sacrifice?
4: Slimy bastard had it coming. <laughs> 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 <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> um, That's amazing. Reese takes a look down at Lyrian's lifeless body. Actually, no. It the manifest <laughs> there's life in it. The, the manifest <laughs> the manifestation of it. Reducing the poison is like he's kind of squirming a little bit, I'll guess. Um, he looks down and he looks back at the group. I don't suppose it feels real yet that he's gone. Honestly, it feels almost like deja vu. We've lost Luca several times already, and he simply reappears by miraculous means, although this time feels different. The words rang true that he said. I don't think I'll ever be able to go another night without thinking of Lucas stranded, hopeless, helpless. It's not what he wanted. I know the guilt he carried losing Vamak. He thinks it was his fault. It's going to stick with him. The best thing we can do now is to make sure that his sacrifice was not in vain. We need to get the shard from Vale, and whatever lies beyond, and get out of here. And then get to the Kinlands. And then he turns back to Lyrian. Val.
2: Yeah?
3: You said you wanted to explore. I, well, I... I will go with you. There are some things I wish to discuss with you.
2: All right.
3: And, uh... I guess they start exploring to go have a, a little heart to heart.
0: You're able to climb out of the hold and into the mid deck if you want. Okay. Then Reese, are you just so we know going forward, are you going to stay down here and sort of fit Lyrian into a nice resting position, and you know? Yeah, he's, goes he goes off. He's going to stay
4: with him, whether awake or not. But basically, he's not leaving Lyrian.
0: Okay, in the hold. Yeah. Gotcha. And. As Efron and Val sort of climb out of the lower part of the ship into the mid-deck, what does Mick do?
5: Um, Mick was also planning to explore, but seeing the obvious or hearing that, I'm like, ah! Or Mick decides to go to a different part of the ship All right. and explore.
0: So if you want, you can even climb like above to the main deck.
5: Yeah, I'll do that.
0: In the mid-ship, where Ephron and Val go... You Mick briefly passes you, Kurt nod, and then onwards and upwards as they head above. As the two of you look around, there are remnants of a battle here. There are blasts in the sides of the hole where the rain comes in. There are more of these bloated corpses and huge ballistae stand in front of these ports, poised to fire if
3: they weren't rusted and broken. Efron takes note of some of these features, but uh, I would say it's obvious to Val that Ephron, like Efron's curiosity, is not, uh, you know, at the forefront of his mind. <laughs> That's not the real reason that he's exploring with Val. Yeah. So as uh, you know, as he's kind of aimlessly looking around at, you know, the splintered wood and rusted metal. He, without turning to Val, he says, Val, well, how old are you?
2: Ah, uh, 50.
3: I suppose for an Alvaret that is quite young.
2: It is. I turned 50 last year. Uh, that is the age of maturity for Alvaret, so it's uh, the equivalent of a, a human 18.
3: I see. I see. Unfortunately, I am not. Very well acquainted with the kin and their customs. I do know some of the basics, but much of their life, much of their culture, thanks to this war, is unknown to many humans. And certainly you are not like many of the stories that I have heard.
2: No, I suspect not.
3: Hmm. I am turning 40 soon. A milestone for humans the end of a decade but i am not yet old when i was younger i was a merchant i was the best merchant of my whole clan they even wanted me to try to open a sanguine colony to trade with my clan which uh, if you know anything about sanguine culture they are very closed off very secluded so it was a great honor on one of my trips returning from this colony i came across a village Laid to waste by a kin-raiding party. It was a harrowing sight. I was... little older than you are now. In human years, of course. And I heard the cry of a child. And I decided then that I would do whatever I could to save that child. You see, there were wolves coming to feast on the bodies left behind. And so I risked my own life for the child. And... Luckily, I made it out alive. But in that moment, I know that I will risk my life to save those who could not save themselves. I know that I will protect the things that I held precious. My friends, my family, my kindred. My question for you, Val, is this. Because you are young, but despite your youth, you have seen harrowing things. And the path will only get worse. I do not know what scheme is afoot. What the Ethereals or the Valors or the realities have planned for us. Why they seek us. I do not know why we must find someone in the Kinlands. These are mysteries to me. But I have a feeling that there is something greater at play. Something that seeks destruction. Something that could very well wipe out humanity. I do not know what. But I know that I am willing to lay down my life. If I must, are you willing to do the same? I would not blame you if you said no. You are young. You have so much life ahead of you. But the path will only get harder. Do you understand that?
2: Um Val just kind of like takes a deep breath and nods and says... I think I am beginning to understand it. Uh, When I left home, I did not understand much of anything. I am slowly and horribly beginning to realize, but... I am... I would hate for my leaving to mean nothing. I left to seek an end to the war between kin and human. And I want to see that through, no matter what it costs me.
3: Very good. That conviction will be a source of great strength for you, I am sure. Anyway, what do you think happened to this ship?
2: Um, (laughs) Val just hugs Efron. Like, no respect for personal boundaries, just, like, insta-hug immediately.
3: A little hesitant, um, Efron returns the hug. And, and, you know, Efron is shorter than Val, so it's, you know... It's kind of... kind of (laughs) funny looking, you know, but... Still, you know, heartfelt... And then, uh, <clears throat> so what do you think happened to this ship?
2: I don't know. It looks like someone detected yeah.
3: Yes, I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> hmm. But the question is what? And how did it get here in the first place? Hmm.
2: Can I poke around and make an investigation check?
3: You may, yes.
2: Uh, yay. I think I'm <laughs> good at. <it. laughs>
0: do you still have your dancing lights with you?
2: Um. Yeah, I can just continuously conjure those. Their concentration for up to a minute, so I'll have to keep casting it. Yeah,
0: but it's fine. I just didn't want to impose disadvantage if you had a light source.
2: <laughs> I rolled really bad, but it's a thirteen total.
0: It's good enough to. If there's one standout feature on these corpses, it's their forked ears.
2: Oh my! Are they are are they kin or are they Elvaret?
0: Impossible
3: to tell Okay. from the state the rest of their bodies are in.
2: Okay. Ifran, these, these are kin.
3: Yes. That is troublesome, for if something could take down a fully-manned ship full of kin, I do not doubt it could take us down with relative ease. However, it does look as if the bodies have been here for quite some time, so the danger has most likely already passed. Let's flash up deck to Mech.
0: As you emerge in the storm once more... It seems to have subsided just a little bit, but there's still rain all around, and the sky is lit up every few seconds with cracks of lightning and thunder following very shortly after. Hmm. The deck here is also littered with corpses. It seems that... As you arrive on the deck, sort of near the midmast, that is just a piece of fractured wood. There's another mast, more toward the aft, and then where the captain's cabin or such would be, there's just a gaping hole as bits of the ship have been blown apart completely. There is still a set of stairs that lead up to a quarter of a deck where the helm is located, but if there were a wheel or something of the sort up there, it's long gone. Instead, crushed by another mast which has tumbled down, covering most of it in blood-soaked, drenched sails.
5: Would it be useful to do an investigation check to look a little closer? Go for it. Cool. Tell me what you want to do, though. Um, I want to go... Well, you said that the, there's a hole where the captain's quarters is. I want to go by the helm. I want to see if there's anything up there.
0: <clears throat> yeah, so what did you, what'd you roll?
5: Yeah, so four plus um, eight.
0: So as you work your way, you kind of work your way up the stairs, and you avoid touching these banisters leading upward, because there's just bits of wood sticking out everywhere, and you sure get a splinter. But once you reach the top, there is a corpse there, clutched Uh, Still, like, with one of its arms wrapped around this railing that separates the deck from below. And it's wearing a tattered garb, but something of note is at its hip. A sword. A thin blade with a large guard covering the top portion of the hand. Very similar in construction to what you'd call a rapier.
5: I would like to take the rapier so that I can show the rest of my companions. And I also, is there any remnants of a satchel or pockets or something like that?
0: The clothes seem to have be very, very weathered. However, as you grip the rapier, you have quite the experience what is- for maybe seconds in the real world, but feels like hours in your mind, you witness the last few weeks of this being's life in flashes of memory. You're unable to discern the language they speak or even make plain the faces that you see dance around you in this sort of foggy, ethereal remembering. And you witness countless acts of cruelty and barbarity, and then finally culminating in this enormous battle where this massive ship that you are helming is destroyed in glorious combat, and the owner of this sword dies from their injuries in a night not unlike this one. And then you're back.
5: Okay, and so upon seeing that, uh, Mick is pretty... Uh, flabbergasted, I guess you could say, taken back, and so Mick quickly runs down the stairs and tries to get the attention of his companions.
0: You barge down into the mid-deck where Ephron and Val are poking around.
5: Oh, d- d- uh, excuse me for interrupting, but I, 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 I believe I just had a vision of sorts. What kind vision. of vision? Up. Oh, jinx what <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> yes a vision absolutely incredible I, it, I actually found this rapier on, on the skipper up up on deck and um, like, I, like I said I, have, I, I don't even know what to make of it a vision I, I saw the last weeks leading up to his death and I saw what happened that led to the demise of This ship and its crew. What was it?
3: Would you care to share that with the rest of us?
5: Um, yes, I would. Thank you for asking. All I need is an invitation. (laughs) So, as I touched the rapier, I saw... I saw... What did I see? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I couldn't make... I know, I I have a very short-term memory. I'd like to
1: use the additional notes section.
5: I, I, I couldn't make out any faces or the familiarity of what kind of people these are. And I couldn't even understand the language, to be honest with you. But I saw that there was great war and much strife between two groups. And eventually what I saw, just like it is tonight, very stormy. And that's where their ship went down in glorious battle. And that's it. Then I, it finished. Uh, these are
2: our kin bodies. What? I'm sorry? They're kin. Uh, like me. Only, uh, well, I I don't know. Some of them might be Elvorettes, but um, I am like a sort of different kind of kin. These are um, the uh, standard, I guess, issue, <laughs> but uh, they they are much stronger than... My kind, but I I think it is probably quite likely they are kin and not Elvoret specifically, but do you think that the vision would happen again and I might be able to understand if I touched this weapon?
5: Well, this is why I brought the rapier for you to
2: examine. Alright. Um, I will touch the rapier.
0: As you reach out your hand and grab hold of the rapier, you are suddenly thrust into the memories of Mick. Up until the point that they <laughs> grabbed the rapier and then came downstairs and told you the story, and then you <laughs> regain your senses as yourself once more.
2: Uh, it's no good. It's just you now. Wait, wait, uh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Did you see the vision? Hang on, hang on. Let's me hold it for a little bit. Uh, Val like takes it and like kind of flicks it around <laughs> and then uh, hands it to Efron. <laughs> Says, uh, "Tell me what you see."
3: Efron takes it in his hand.
0: And the same thing. You are suddenly in another body. You're standing at the helm of a great ship, looking down at a corpse, a new rapier in your hand. And then you run down some stairs, down a rope ladder, into the mid-deck, and you see yourself and Val standing in front of you. You then continue to explain in quite a boisterous manner what just transpired. And then you see Val wave a little rapier around and hand the rapier to yourself. And then you're back in your own body and you realize you've just seen these events as Mick did. Up until this point.
2: Was it me or was it Mick? What, what did you see?
3: Well, I believe it was uh, your memories from when you uh, picked up the rapier and brought it down here and then uh, Val picked it up and handed it to me. I saw all of it. However, it is interesting because I did not see any of the vision that you described. Perhaps this rapier has now bonded to you
5: bonded i 've never heard of such a thing before. I think
2: it is entirely possible oh oh, oh, I could cast identify on it if you want
5: uh, yeah, sure okay, it'll
2: take me uh some time, but how long does I it... will s- sit down with the rapier and <laughs> take eleven minutes <laughs> to ritual cast identify
3: um well uh while Val is ritual casting identify um iffranc is going to give a hot little minute of exposition um. In response to like what do you mean bonded you see on a ship full of kin it would not surprise me that many of them would be able to wield intent there is a way i do not know how it is done but certain items through the use of intent can be given mm, a purpose they can be given a reason and so the intent stays with them perhaps that has something to do with the vision that has been seen. And perhaps that purpose, it resonates with you, Mick.
5: B- with I, me? Yes.
3: I do not know why. I do not know what, it, what this rapier does, but Val should be able to tell us that momentarily. However, if the purpose is compatible with you, perhaps it is only a theory. I do not know. Intent is not my forte, as I am. emeric. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Yeah, we are sort of the opposite ends of the spectrum in that sense.
3: Yes, All I know is from stories that they've heard. So,
0: As Val finishes this casting of Identify, you know that this rapier has been imbued with a certain level of intent. Probably from one such as yourself, an Elvaret. Mm-hmm. Though it could have also been an Elvkin. It's not too difficult of intent to cast. It seems that this rapier binds itself to one individual and then records that individual's deeds until the time of their demise, if that wasn't already expressly obvious. However, <laughs> this rapier also seems to contain a property that allows the user to revisit those memories at any given time, and, if need be, to learn from them.
2: All right, that, that is what I learned of this cool yes. sword mm-hmm. okay um <clears throat> well it is definitely full of intent uh you it will record your life make it has chosen you to do that i suppose uh and it will allow you to look back on your life if you would like to
5: hmm. very interesting until you die at least oh uh, okay okay um i am um, well i'll keep it then I suppose if it's chosen me, why not accept the invitation? I think your life will be one worth recording. Oh, well, much obliged. Let, let me see it, please. Perhaps you can have my old rapier. I don't know how to use one, so... ah, uh, It's easy. I'll teach you sometime. Maybe.
4: And right as Mick is kind of flailing this rapier around, Reese comes up. He looks just <laughs> downright exhausted and tired. It sounds like you're all having a bit of fun up here, but please, we're trying to rest. And even though Lyrian has had poison induced into his system, I have not. And
3: I need to sleep. Every party has a pooper. That's why we invited you. (laughs) Mysteries! Party pooper!
0: (laughs) <laughs> Can that song please stay in there? It's a traditional American song. Yes.
5: Uh, it's canon.
4: <laughs> and Reese turns on his heel and goes back downstairs.
0: <laughs> does does everyone respect Reese's wishes and follow him to bed or
2: <laughs> Yes, I mean, Belle yes. feels very chagrined.
0: <laughs>
2: Make
3: yep. a fron. Um it- Ifran is going to uh, I, he's going to take some time to, to start a little wood carving um, because right. he had a long rest and um, he's not really tired. All right.
2: Oh, can I summon the archbishop?
5: Yes. Does it work? It does. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I hug her a little too hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's <a sound,
2: laughs>
4: the the sound owls make. And a little eye almost bulges out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, as the others go to sleep and Ephron starts a new hobby, the night goes on. So, technically, uh, this isn't <laughs> the first time he's done that. Oh, that's true. But is it the second time? As Ephron perfects his hobby, <laughs> the night goes on and eventually concludes. As the morning dawns, there are all of you below deck, you hear the call of some exotic seabird out of sight sunlight streams in through the hundreds of breaches and cracks in the wood above your head, bathing your whole deck in a soft light. And you hear unfamiliar voices shouting orders outside.
5: What kind of orders? Can we understand them?
0: Well, it depends who speaks Kinlish.
5: Yep. We do. I do.
0: Val and Mick. Yeah. I don't think Reese does.
5: Mick learned it from the wanderer. Well, a little bit. I actually, I we that's do. one of them that I had before.
3: Oh, I think yeah. all this can like. There's like a like a base, like yeah, like, like some a very basic stuff,
0: crude.
3: Yeah. So yeah. Mick and Val,
0: Val obviously fluent, and Mick, knowing a bit more than the others, you all recognize bits of the speech, but still a lot is lost upon you. Lyrian is also awakened by this, and of course this is the first time Lyrian is conscious in this new realm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, that's what I was thinking. He- Lyrian's actually uh, quite a bit dazed. It's finally starting to get all out of his system, and he looks over and he sees Reese. And he says, Reese, what is going on? And Reese, Where are we?
4: Reese immediately startles, kind of goes over, checks to make sure he's okay. We are in the land of Vale, supposedly, but you've been out all night. We found this ship and just stayed
0: here for the night, but we may have visitors. At that moment, you hear a large explosion, and then above deck you hear this deafening crash, and your bit of the ship kind of tilts a little as some sort of projectile smashes through one of the upper decks. And in the distance, you hear a burst of cheering and guffawing.
4: Reese immediately transforms his mask into a sword. He doesn't have his great greatsword anymore. It stayed in the, uh, the, carapace of the bug. Um... So he pulls his oh <laughs> his mask off into his sword and he starts going upstairs. Come on.
2: Oh, wait, wait. What? I think it would be wise if I th- they are speaking kinlish. I think it would be wise if you looked like kin.
4: <sighs> Very well. You go first. I
2: I can I can make well I can make that happen. I will cast seeming on everyone.
0: All right. Everyone assumes.
2: Aside from myself.
0: Right, and I guess yeah. I, Mick probably can't transform into a kin because they've never seen a kin. I've seen Val. Can, besides Val. Yeah. Yeah.
5: You could be an Elvorette, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll do that.
0: You can look like an approximation of Val.
5: Okay,
2: cool. <laughs> Actually, for the, I'm going to cast it on myself just to make myself look like not me. Yeah. I don't know why these people would know who I am, but like, I'll be like the maid from my house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Just for clarity, Lyrian is still confused. Um, and he... <laughs> has a lot of questions still he has noticed that luca is no longer with the group and he's actually quite mad about it um just to himself though but he kind of gives off that kind of a disgruntled look um also he seeing that reese had drawn his sword he actually goes over and gives him his halberd that has been with him he's (laughs) never taken it off
0: You've had a halberd this entire time? <laughs> Ever since Count All Gear, yes. man.
2: He got it at All
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Ages ago. Does Reese take the halberd?
4: He just kind of stares at it for a little bit, and then he like
0: accepts it and throws it over his back. He still has his other sword out. Thank, thank you. With Reese leading everyone to the mid-deck, and then do you go to the main deck as well?
4: He's just going until he finds something.
0: All right. um, Does everyone follow Reese to the main deck then? Yeah. Mm -hmm. As you all emerge from this hatch climbing up a little rope ladder onto the main deck, you see that it is already populated with about a dozen individuals stomping around um, as they are just barely climbing over the sides of the ship. You see a rather large, enormous ship of the line a a ways away and a few rowboats already heading back. Um, these sailors and such are kin. Elf kin to be specific. Most of them range between six and seven and a half feet tall. They have different shades of gray skin, pointed teeth, mostly yellowish eyes, forked ears just like Val's. And their hair is all different amalgamations of color and style. The men and the woman. Their bodies are quite large. They seem to be incredibly fit, all of them. Capable fighters, to say the very least. Most of them having weapons of some sort at their hips, cutlasses of the like. One in particular, in quite a nice garb, stands at the helm where the corpse of the captain that Mick took the sword from lies and peers over the railing at the five of you that then emerge. And he gives a loud laugh and then points down at the five of you and says, (laughs) kin?" Which, Val, you know that is an informal greeting. And then he called you all kin. And he leaps over the railing, lands with a big old a on the deck and <laughs> strides toward the five of you.
2: Val will position himself at the front just to be kind of the receiver of this information and the, uh, I don't know, face. <laughs> yes,
1: the one that can actually speak Kinlushwal. well.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and he says, <laughs> I am the quartermaster Tekes of Captain Kelnaeus Metze and her crew. Who are you?